Today, China's defense minister is missing, the US and Iran carry out a controversial prisoner swap, and Germany becomes the latest site of clashes between Eritrean government supporters and opponents. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 18th of September. China's defense minister Li Xingfu has recently disappeared amid rumors of a corruption purge, with some claiming that he's been placed under house arrest. Li hasn't been seen publicly for nearly three weeks, and on Friday, Reuters reported that Chinese authorities were investigating him and another senior official as part of a probe into the procurement of military equipment. Now, Li only became the Minister of National Defense in March, having led the country's military procurement unit from 2017 to 2022, with Reuters describing him as a veteran of the Chinese military modernization drive. However, on Friday, the US ambassador to Japan tweeted that Defense Minister Li Shangfu had missed a planned meeting with the chief of the Singaporean Navy because he'd been placed under house arrest, albeit without providing any actual sources. It seems, though, that he might have been the latest victim of President Xi Jinping's drive to root out corruption in China's political, military, and state institutions. A couple of months ago, China removed two top generals from the PLA rocket force, and Foreign Minister Xin Yang was removed from his post in July after disappearing from public view for a month or so previously. But back to Li Shangfu. How significant really is this disappearance? Well, for starters, the Chinese defense minister isn't really comparable to many of their international counterparts, because the role is seen as much less powerful than, say, the US Secretary of Defense. Nonetheless, it is a more public-facing role than many other military positions, and Li serves as one of China's five state counselors, which is a position that outranks regular ministers. Li has also been under US sanctions since 2018 after he procured weapons from Russia. Now, China has repeatedly told the US that it must drop its sanctions on Li if it wants to re-establish a military dialogue between the two countries. So, some have suggested that China might want Li to be removed and replaced so that they could reopen the window to resumption of high-level military dialogue between China and the US. One key thing to look out for, though, is the upcoming Shenzhou Defense Forum in Beijing, and whether or not Li actually makes an appearance there. Now, there's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us in your podcast app of choice to listen along. In a high-stakes exchange taking place today, the United States and Iran are set to swap prisoners for frozen Iranian assets totaling around $6 billion, or £4.8 billion. This deal will see five American prisoners who are currently being held in Iran being exchanged for the release of five Iranians being held in the US, along with the billions in assets. Now, this controversial deal has been shrouded in complexity, with South Korean won being routed through Swiss banks to be converted into euros before finally ending up in Qatari banks. That's because Qatar has acted as a mediator during these negotiations, and the prisoners are set to be swapped at Doha International Airport. Now, the funds in question that the US are unfreezing for Iran were originally generated from Iranian oil sales to South Korea, and became inaccessible to Iran due to various complications, including currency conversions and sanctions. 
Now, the US contends that these funds will only be able to be used by third parties for humanitarian purposes, such as for purchasing food and medicine, rejecting claims that Iran will be benefiting financially from the deal. Critics, though, including Republicans and Iranian anti-regime activists, argue that the deal resembles a ransom payment, and fears that the money could indirectly support Iran's contentious agenda, and could encourage Iran to continue taking hostages in the future. Next up, violence broke out on Sunday at an Eritrean culture festival in Stuttgart, Germany, as supporters of the Eritrean government and opponents clashed, resulting in 228 people being taken into custody by German police, who described massive violence between the groups. Around 300 officers were deployed to the event and the accompanying anti-government protests. And according to police statements, four participants and two protesters were injured, while six police officers ended up in hospital. Now, Eritrea has been ruled by the same president since the country won independence from Ethiopia in 1993. And it represents a one-party state that is sometimes referred to as the North Korea of Africa. As such, many Eritreans, particularly opponents of the regime, have fled the country and settled elsewhere in the world. This year marks 30 years since independence, hence the celebratory events and festivals being held by Eritreans in other countries. Unfortunately though, many of these events have ended in clashes between supporters of the Eritrean regime and opponents who say that the events are exercises in Eritrean government propaganda. Back in August, more than 50 people were injured in violence at a cultural festival in Stockholm, Sweden. And earlier in September, some 170 were injured during clashes at a Tel Aviv-based event, prompting Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to order a new plan to deport those who are involved in what he describes as illegal infiltrations. Before we get to the next story, I want to let you know that in today's daily discussion, Zach and I sat down to discuss why uranium prices have shot up recently and what it means for the world. That video is exclusively available on Nebula, so use the link in the description to sign up if you haven't already. Next, UK opposition leader Keir Starmer said that his Labour Party would seek to renegotiate a much better Brexit deal with the EU if the party gets into power after the next election. Starmer made these remarks at the Global Progress Action Summit in Canada, where he told the Financial Times that almost everyone recognises that the deal that Johnson struck is not a good deal. It's far too thin. As we go into 2025, we will attempt to get a much better deal for the UK, with him later saying that he thinks that we can have a much closer trading relationship with the EU as well. Now, the existing deal only came into force in 2021, but it is due for a review in 2025, although it's unclear whether the EU would actually be willing to make such major changes. Starmer also reiterated Labour's position that it would not be taking the UK back into the EU, customs union or single market. But nonetheless, Starmer's opponents have jumped on these comments, including a recent proposal to strike a migration deal with the EU as evidence that Labour would want to weaken Brexit. With the next election edging ever closer and Labour maintaining its significant polling lead, Starmer appears more confident to talk about his plans for Brexit, a contentious topic that he generally steered clear of in recent years, beyond stating that Labour will not reverse Brexit. Finally today, let's get a bit meta with some news about TLDR. That's because we announced this morning that we're currently producing our first and maybe only physical newspaper. Yes, a digital news YouTube channel going backwards and making a newspaper. I agree, it is a little bit silly. 
Anyway, Too Long, that's our newspaper, is a 28-page rundown of the biggest events from 2023, as well as predictions for 2024. And it's currently being written and designed by our team to make sure that it not only looks like a newspaper, but also just looks very TLDR. Plus, there'll also be bonus sections written by some of your favorite creators. And while I can't tell you who's involved just yet, trust me, you're going to be excited. Even beyond the contents of the newspaper, though, hopefully this will be a nice, kind of silly physical collector's item for TLDR fans. And with it shipping in December, ready for the end of the year, it ought to be a pretty fun Christmas gift, too. Anyway, you can order the newspaper now, support TLDR's content, and check out the full announcement video by clicking the link in the description. As always, thanks so much for your support.